0: And now we're gonna to talk to them about their favorite stories uh and how it's guided them into adulthood. So, uh Marco, first, Marcos, uh how about you lead?
1: Alright, so my name AKA OG Marco. Uh my name oh, I'm in my school, staying elementary, my grade, fourth grade, I'm in Miss Jones. I'm in fifth grade. I'm sure I said fourth. Fifth in grade. Year, I get it. <laughs> yes. I'm in fifth grade. I'm in Miss Jones, and my school is uh, staying in Elementary.
2: Awesome. And I am Adrian Scott. I serve as the associate executive director and chief development officer for Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated, and we are a partner here with Teach for America and um, serving as volunteers today. Awesome. Hi,
1: my name is Kamani, aka K uh, Money. My school is Stanton Elementary. My grade, I mean, my grade. grade, fifth grade. I'm from Trinity. That's it. <laughs> Purple, yellow, white, make Trinity so tight. Purple, yellow, white, make Trinity so tight, so tight. Purple, yellow, white, make Trinity so tight. Purple, yellow, white, make Trinity so tight, so tight.
0: A lot of inside jokes around here.
3: Wow. <laughs> How do you follow that? I was say, hey, I follow that? I don't have a chance. Uh, I don't have an aka. Um, my name is Imani Hope, and I am the managing director of community affairs for Teach for America New York. Um, I'm really excited and um, happy to be here, and happy to be on this podcast. And I gotta. Between now and the end, think of uh, a, a, an alias or a chant. or
0: something. <laughs> You've got time to work. <laughs> All right, Queen B. Hi, my name is
3: Brianna.
1: Hi, my name is Brianna, and my name is Brianna, and AKA Queen Brie. And my grade is fifth grade. My teacher is Ms. Jones. Trinity University.
4: You good? Good? All right.
1: Hey.
4: <laughs> Hello, everyone. I'm Jocelyn McDaniel. I work on Teach for America's federal funding team as a director of federal funding. So, guys, what that means is that I just like try to get money for our organization so that we can serve our students. We
0: put teachers in classrooms. All right. So, before we get into um, before we get into you know what's your stories and everything, how about uh, someone from Teach for America tell us what today's program is and what we're what you're doing with the students today at Stan Elementary.
4: Yeah, so today um, we're here for We Read. And so we brought, it's not just Teach for America, we decided to bring in Alpha Phi Alpha, Education Reform Now, other organizations to not just come here, because we know our students read all the time, right? But we wanted to really build connection. I've had the opportunity over the last few weeks to actually speak with some of your your kings here. And what we heard from them is that they wanted us to come here and build relationships with them. They wanted to know about us. So we're here today just to be in community with you all and to learn from you and for you guys to learn from us. We're inspired by you and we're so grateful that you allowed us to be here today.
0: Awesome. Well, we love that you're contributing to the kings and queens in this way and you know I've been working with these kings and queens for a long time with the podcast and they are very excited to chat with you today, learn about uh, what's your story and um, going that way. So, uh, K Money, how about you ask the question
2: of our guest today?
1: What's your favorite story?
2: Okay. <laughs> this is funny, uh, actually, because I had to actually, when I thought about the question, I had to actually think back to my reading days. So, <laughs> uh, for me, and it is, it's funny because I read this series from about third to the fifth grade, and it was called the Boxcar Children's Series. Ah, uh, yes. Um, and don't ask me to remember the kids' names, but they were actually living in a train car, and they found their grandfather, or their, their, parents, their parents died, if I remember correctly, and so they were somewhat homeless living in a box car and they found their, grand, they found their grandfather who happened to be a very wealthy man. Um, and so they were allowed, he adopted them, they moved in and the story moves on. And so if I think about that as my story in my life, uh, hmm, I'm not sure if there's a lot of comparison, but there is some in the sense of, like I was, a, I'm, I'm from South Carolina, okay. born and raised and lived in the South pretty much all of my life. Um, it was my safe place. It was my safe haven. It was where my family was, all that good stuff. And uh, when I was living in Texas for, I guess, eight months, um, there was an opportunity to come and work for my fraternity in Baltimore, Maryland. And that was probably my biggest fear of city life Mm -hmm. from the south. That's really big. Um, (laughs) And I guess I left my boxcar and found my grandparents at Alpha. And so it's been a year and... It's been a year and two months. Um, and I will say that it's probably the best decision I've made nice. um, in my life. So it's been very exciting. I couldn't have written a better story. I couldn't have written a better job description. Um, I get to go and work with people who I share a common bond with every day. Um, it's exciting. It's fun. Uh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's everything I could have dreamed of. Yeah, it's it's everything hit. I could have dreamed of. Um, and so uh, I, I hope to be there as long as I can be. Absolutely. Awesome. All right.
3: What's your favorite story? So, um, I had to think a lot about this as well (laughs) because there are so many, um, and I've always just had like not just a love for books and a love for reading, but um, really a love for for stories. I think that just comes from like the diaspora and like the way that we um, embed storytelling in like every aspect of our culture and our lives, right? but i think that um i think i was thinking of a book that really um shaped me in a lot of ways and that book was um their eyes were watching god absolutely and um so i am from florida i am from not far from eatonville um and so growing up i always knew a lot about um zora neale hurston um, knew about you know her history her story um her lineage her legacy and just felt a connection with her um, being you know a black woman from florida um, from the south and um, i love that story because it is so beautifully written um, and it also has so many um, aspects of culture and life in the south but particularly in florida that i could relate to even reading it you know decades later um, than when it was actually written um, and I think that, you know, for me, that was just um, the first time I was able to read a story and really, really felt like I saw myself in the story, um, yeah. not just from the setting, but from the characters um, and all of those things. And so um, I would say that that is um, probably the one that stands out to me the most. Yeah. Um, and I think that what, how that is sort of translated for me today is that um, I... Uh, always try to live my life um, in an authentic way and not shy away from my identity and where I am from and who I am the good and the bad um, and I think that um, seeing myself in that story um, really just solidified that for me in terms of like you know um, just being real and being true to myself um, and and taking who I am with me everywhere that I go um, and I've done that throughout my career and I do my best to continue to do that now at teach for america and i'm glad to work for a place that allows me um, to be exactly who i am
4: my favorite story guys again this is really really tough i I can't say I have a favorite story. I'll tell you a little bit about like why, okay? So I grew up in a very small town, Mariana, Arkansas. Um, there were everybody in the town looked like me and for the most part, everybody in the town was poor. And so growing up in my school, we didn't have a lot of books where kids looked like us because the kids, we, we our teachers also didn't look like us. We were all black and our teachers were all white and so we read a lot of books and so for, for that reason, I ended up only liking nonfiction books. Mm -hmm. So now I only read nonfiction books. And so I want to learn from you guys about really good fiction books. But the nonfiction books that I enjoyed the most were always books about my people, right? About our people, about slavery, our history. Because for me, I think sometimes it's hard to we forget where we come from, we forget that we were once, that our ancestors were once slaves, and so reading about that for me just continued to fuel me, like to continue to give me the energy to fight on, and so when I went to college, I decided, because I read all of those books, that I wanted to do the same thing. I said, Martin Luther King did it, Mike Angelou did mm-hmm. it, like, we fought for our freedom, how can I do it in a contemporary way? How can I do it so that, you know, you and you, you can also say that, you know what, black people we deserve the same thing that everybody else has and so I decided to become a teacher so I was a second grade teacher and so those stories like helped like as a literacy teacher I made sure that my students read books where kids look like them Right, so so they were really excited. They loved learning, and now in my work, I actually write all the time. Mm. So the nonfiction books that I read helped me cultivate that learn. Helped me cultivate those skills to like write. So I write so that we can get money for children like you. So for our children, I write so that the government, so that you know our president, so that they can. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but we got, but, but because we want to make sure that our kids are okay and that our kids are going to thrive, like, we have to give money for them, and so that's what I do in my work, and I think that the stories I read growing up just continue to inspire me to do even more, to continue to raise the bar.
0: You know, I think it's really important that you said that um, you like our students, you know, in the first half of our podcast, they talked about they liked a lot of fiction, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, Maniac McGee. um, The City of the city of Ember and A Diary of a Wimpy Kid, mm. but <laughs> but you saying that you know you like nonfiction. It's actually important to say that we learn from the stories of our people and we learn from the stories of our community. And those stories still inspire us to move forward today. And it's always important to look back. And so our kings and queens understand that as well. They have their historical figures that they look up to, and they get that.
2: I was just going to say also the, the exciting part about reading fiction at this age is. It allows you to kind of escape your reality. Mm-hmm. Um, it puts you in a place where you can actually relate to maybe the people who are in the stories or you actually become the story. Right. Um, and so I enjoyed that as a child being able, that was like my imaginary place where I could run and do whatever I wanted to do. The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe was definitely um, another one of those books that kind of allows you oh, to yeah. escape um, and be a part of another world. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, almost your own Wakanda. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you can see your yeah. Wakanda.
1: All right, so Amani, I was gonna ask this question. Do y'all adults still like to
3: read books? That is a really good question. (laughs)
4: Um,
3: Do we adults still like to read books? Um, The answer for me is yes. Um, I think uh, it's a good question because um, when you're out of school, um, and for those of us who um, went to you know, we went to college, we went to grad school, and there was just a lot of reading. And when mm-hmm. I finished grad school, I was like, if, if it is not a blog mm-hmm. or, like, <laughs> you know, something entertain inter- entertainment-focused, I am not reading anything else ever again. Um, of course, that wasn't the case. Um, I do still read. Um, I still read because there is still so much for me to learn. Um, there are still so many perspectives that I have not examined and explored and I think it's really hard to continue to grow as a person mm-hmm. if you're not continuously reading and continuously um, pushing yourself and expanding your sort of knowledge base and so um, I sort of the flip to Jocelyn I think I now read a lot more um, non um, nonfiction um, autobiographies um, but also just like nonfiction books about various topics um, I love you know, um coats, I love to read, you know, um just exploratory books about the state of black people and where we're going and how we got here um and and all of those things and so um long answer to your short question yes um we do when we can find the time we we, we do.
0: Awesome. Jocelyn do you think that the well do you still read books in your adulthood? <laughs> and do the books still inspire Five. you to? You know, you're an adult, but do they still inspire you to achieve Like Do more? they come do you
4: to
1: your mind?
4: Absolutely. Um, so I actually, so I have a book club. Oh, and So okay. with my book club, we read at least one book a month, and usually our books are these books have mostly been fiction, but the last book we read was a nonfiction. No. A nonfiction book, but I'll tell you about my favorite one, The Hate You Give.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um,
4: so I, I really enjoy you guys know that book? Yay, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So so I wanna read that's um, now I'm starting to read stuff that you guys mm-hmm. would enjoy. Um and yeah. that book just really inspired me because there were so many troops in it. Um but it was also just really interesting, wasn't it? Yeah. Like there was a compelling you guys are gonna see the movie? Nah. Okay. I just, I just read the book. I
1: have to get y'all yeah. to the movies.
4: We're going to go see the movie because that that book, like, I saw myself reflected in it. I saw my community reflected in it, and it had a charge. I like to read books that charge me to continue to do the work that I do. But let me just be honest. Sometimes I read bored books. Like, now, I'm reading a book called When, right? And it is literally about... When is the best time to do things? Because, mm-hmm. you know, some people are morning people. Some people are night people. I'm a morning person. So at night, please don't talk to me. So that book is helping me. So not only can books inspire you, but they can help you, like, figure out life and how to do life better, how to get more work done. They're boring,
0: but I like them. <laughs> I got a question
1: for you,
0: Tom. I like stories of, like, champions and stuff, like, like who win and who don't win or something. Mm. And that's why you want to be an athlete, huh? Mm. I got a
1: question for you, John. Why do you Why do you like don't let people talk to you in like the afternoon? <laughs> like I can't talk in the morning because like it's just I don't know. Your time is yeah, still. Sleeping. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I'm
1: a nice person. You know what? Right, because we're all different. Yes. And
4: we need to respect each other's differences, right? So you tell your mom, you tell your dad. I'm a morning person, so talk to me in the morning if you have something serious to say to me. You know, you can't really say that. Don't don't go home and say that. I was okay. Say that. <laughs> but but, 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 yes. but there but that's why reading, guys, like you learn more about yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. And so when you learn more about yourself and you learn how to cope with different things and you're like, oh, it's not just me. Mm-hmm. Hmm.
3: I have to say I, I agree with you, um, Kimani, about the like Stories about champions and mm-hmm. stories about heroes. Like, mm-hmm. in addition to, you know, the the nonfiction I read, I will say I'm a huge, you know, Tolkien, Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. Harry Potter. Like, I love the stories that are very yeah. much about like there is a good side, there's an evil side, and <laughs> a no, moral side. It's, it's black and white. It's right and wrong. There's no gray area, and um, it's it's such a yeah. It's so different from the real world where everything is nuanced and there's all this context and nothing's ever um, as clear cut. But I like the stories that are just like, you fight for the good guy because you know he's or he or she is the good guy and you want them to win. So I, I, I'm with you on that one. And
2: I that's what to say it was very impressive as I got up on the third floor. I noticed that there were statements about the why, mm-hmm. and so as yeah. an orga- as, a, as an organization and a, as a leader, leadership team, we were actually reading know your why, yes. mm-hmm. and so um, that was very impressive to see yeah. students knowing why they're why they're here, which we're trying to figure out why we work. So <laughs> that that sense. has been that has been very informed as a team as yeah. we kind of explore our why yeah. um, as an organization. So that was that was impressive to see when I got on the third floor.
0: Well, you know, it's interesting because. Um, I, I will say that you learn so much by being around these young kings and queens Absolutely. that they've actually helped me
2: define mm-hmm. my why. Mm-hmm. So, if you're still looking for your why, yes. say chat with these kings and queens around the table. Well, You'll it's, find your it's why. funny. <laughs> uh, like <laughs> Jocelyn said, I actually spent a year uh, teaching sixth grade social studies right out of college. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, I had to rediscover my why. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I taught, you you like I was at Seneca Middle School in Seneca, South Carolina. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, I remember that. Um, so and it's, it's funny as we talk about reading as well, um, because you can read so differently now. Um, and when I say that, you can read stuff online, mm-hmm. as opposed to, I'm gonna date myself just a little bit, when you know you had to go to the car catalog system to find the book that you was looking for, <laughs> and then go to the shelf to find the book. So now you can just key in what you're looking for, and you'll find articles about that instantly yeah. that book um, that
1: you're looking for yep. you mm-hmm.
2: yeah um so y- you guys have a lot of advantages yeah. uh, when it comes to reading now that we didn't have how about did... you
1: og baca do you still read
2: no uh <laughs> actually when i leave here i need to go call and check on my family who was evacuating um but i don't think they're going to get hit as hard as as it was initially said so but i've been here now i've been in this area now for over a year mm-hmm. So, Marcos, you had a question for
1: me? Yeah. Do you still read books, OG barker
0: Absolutely, I still read books, <laughs> OG Marcos. <laughs> so, uh, I actually echo a lot of what Jocelyn said, where I'm a big fan of uh, nonfiction books and learning about our history, learning about uh, those champions of our past mm-hmm. and their stories mm-hmm. and how we can be champions in our future not just to replicate what they've done, but also to learn from their actions, and then as time goes ahead, you know, maybe we have to do some things differently different and approach career. that way. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. I, I have tasked myself, actually, this year to read a little bit more fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, a good friend told me that you know mm-hmm. sometimes the reality is based on a lot of things, but when you live outside reality, it'll actually push your mind a little further, so I'm, I'm looking forward to exploring that. But with that being said, kings and queens and fine guests of, will, of Teach for will, America, will.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Our class went to write in science. So we had to write about our lives
0: Okay. You like that? Yeah. All right.
1: Because, um, what's his name? who' was his name? Inky Johnson. Yeah, Inky, yeah, Inky, Inky Johnson. Johnson. Good. Inky Johnson. It was like, write about how Inky Johnson but yeah. connects to your life.
0: <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Yeah.
1: Right. oh I love about Lincoln Johnson. Miss Haynes said that's like his life is like. Like I liked when he said that when he got injured that time. I like when he was like, "You wasn't there when we." My, he had to wait on the bleachers just to wait till his mother get from Wendy's just to work. I like his speech when he said that.
0: Awesome. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I think our time is wrapped up today but I'd like to thank the, um, one, our kings and queens for leading our discussion today. Absolutely, thank you. you. And Thanks a you. very special thank you to our guests today from Alpha Phi Alpha and Teach for America and Mr. Antonio Saunders. Thank you so <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what do we say to the good people? When we yeah. Peace! All right, we'll see y'all next time.